Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. You already know who it is. It's your boy, Jacob Delagoza. And boy, oh boy, this week, if you guys don't know, is Super Bowl week. Now, today, now, like last week, like I promised, I'm going to get into the predictions. My predictions on who think is going to win. MVP and all that stuff, but we'll get into that later in the show, but it's not just Super Bowl week this week. It's not as big as the Super Bowl, but it's something in sports, right? So I feel like we should discuss it. So the NBA trade deadline is this upcoming Thursday and big names and could be on the move. Um, we've got to talk about that, discuss that. Um, will Ben Simmons get moved? Will James Harden get moved? We're going to discuss that on the show. And a couple of big trades have already happened before the trade deadline. Uh, that's right. Um, we're going to get into those trades right now. And also, all the head coaching ba- vacancies of the NFL have been filled. And I'm going to tell you which one I think was the best head coaching decision. So we're going to start off with the NBA trade deadline. Four trades have been made thus far. Four big trades have been made thus far prior to the NBA trade deadline. We're going to start off with the Los Angeles Clippers and the Portland Trailblazers. So the Los Angeles Clippers have agreed to acquire Norman Powell and Robert Covington from the Los Angeles Clippers for... No, the Trailblazers traded Norman Powell and Robert Covington to the Clippers for Eric Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a future second-round pick to the Portland Trailblazers and a 2025 second-round pick. The Clippers are sending. Now, my uh, thoughts, my opinions on this. Well, one, there's another big trade that happened today, and we're going to get to that um, at, right after I discuss this trade. Looks like the Blazers are looking to clear some cap space. That's what it seems like. Um, I don't think the Portland Trailblazers are going to be positioned to win this year. So they figured, why not just start unloading some contracts? Um, the, for the Clippers side, you know, for the Clippers, it's not the ideal trade you would think. Norman Powell and Robin Covington are two very good players, but Robin Covington and Norman Powell are not the players that are just going to change your franchise overnight. They're good players, but they're not those players. I, they, I think the Clippers made this move because I think they still want to compete. You know, Kawhi and PG being out for the season, they don't have a lot of star pop. They don't have a lot of power with them right now. So maybe adding Norman Powell and Rubber Company could potentially at least help them contend in the playing tournament. And then once Kawhi and PG come back, the Clippers could make some noise. So I think the Clippers made this move um, for one. To help better their chances at a championship when PG and Kawhi come back. And two, they still want to contend for the playoffs this year. So, 
I mean, kudos to the Clippers for not trying to tank, trying to go out and compete and win. Um, props to them. Uh, I think the Clippers won this trade pretty easily just because they get the better players. Now, moving on, we're staying with the Blazers, and then we're moving on to the Pelicans. Staying with the Blazers, moving on to the, staying with the Blazers and the, moving to the New Orleans Pelicans. So, you know how I said the Portland Trailblazers were looking to dump some contracts, uh, to dump contracts and looking to maybe sign some big-time free agents next offseason, I guess. Or maybe they're looking to rebuild. I don't know. But here was one really big trade. The Portland Trailblazers have agreed to send C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell to the New Orleans Pelicans. For Josh Hart, Tom, Tomas Sadoransky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Didi Dodaza, and a future first and a future first-round pick and two future second-round picks to the Portland Trailblazers. Wow! So CJ McCollum going to the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, let me just say this: first off, I did not expect. I mean, I saw a CJ McCollum trade coming within the night. Within, uh, I I expected the CJ McCollum trade, but not to the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, there was teams that could have used them, the, 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 the like contending teams like the Knicks, the, the Mavericks, the Celtics. You know, those teams. I I if CJ McCollum was going to get traded, I thought he was going to get traded. To a contender. But I got traded to the Pelicans. Now, for the Pelican side, does this put them over the edge? No, it doesn't. Don't get me wrong. CJ McCollum is one hell of a talent. He is a very good basketball player. But this is not going to get the Pelicans. I mean, I think this will put them in the position to be in the play-in tournament this year. But... Uh, this move for the Pelicans doesn't send them to the NBA Finals, especially with Zion Williamson being out for the immediate future. I mean, who knows when he's coming back, right? And even with Zion, you know, the New Orleans Pelicans are still not at a championship contending level. To me, this is kind of a random trip. Well, they also get Larry Nance and Tony Snell. And Tony Snell is an elite three-point shooter. And Larry Nance is very decent as well. So, I mean, the, the, the Pelicans didn't just get C.J. McCollum. They got a really good three-point shooter. And they got Larry Nance, who's a decent bench and wall player. However, this move for the Pelicans by getting C.J. McCollum is still not enough, I don't think, to get them over the edge. Now, on the Blazers' side, um, the Dame and CJ McCollum area, era in Portland, it's officially done. Now, we asked the question earlier, when, when CJ McCollum got traded to the Pelicans, we asked ourselves, is it time that the Blazers move on from Dame? Well, sources have been saying that the New Orleans, I mean, the Portland Trailblazers, you know, despite them moving all these players 
out of Portland, like Norman Powell, Covington, McCollum. They still want to keep Damian Lillard, and they want to build around Damian Lillard, and they want to they want to keep Dame, and they want to build a new team around him. They they cleared up this cap space to go sign some free agents. Um, they've been the Blazers have been in talks with the Detroit Pistons for a Jeremy Grant trade. However, the Detroit Pistons have yet. To receive an enticing offer for Jeremy Grant to actually move him. But who knows what the Blazers are going to get. I mean, they're definitely not. The Blazers are done at this point. They're done. Dame is probably going to miss the whole season. They're just done. They're going to be in the lottery next year. But for the immediate future, what what does Dame, Dame have to say? In my personal opinion, I don't know what he's going to do, but I think it's time that Damian Lillard, I, I understand he's way too loyal, and he loves that Portland Trailblazers organization. However, if you want to win a title, if you want to contend for a championship, you're not going to get that job done in Portland as of right as of right now in the immediate future. So if I'm Dame... I mean, listen, listen at this. Damian Lillard is one of the most loyal NBA players in the league today. And I respect him for his loyalty. I respect him for wanting to build and grow and get a championship to Portland. I do respect that. However, the Blazers, I mean, it didn't work with McCollum and Dame getting a championship to Portland. What makes you think that Dame's going to do it all by himself? Now that the Blazers are looking to sign some marquee free agents, but I mean, who are they going to sign? They're not going to get Harden. The the, the maybe Jeremy Graham. They're not. They're, they're not going to get Jalen Brunson. They're, they're not. They're not going to get. I mean, who? If, if you are a top free agent, why would you want to go to Portland? And let me just clarify. I said Harden and Brunson. They're not the same players. I apologize. I, I was just thinking the free agents, big free agents that they could sign. But they're not gonna get they're not gonna get Jalen Brunson or they're not gonna get Harden. It's just as simple as that. Oh they're not gonna get They're just not going to get a bunch of marquee free agents, especially with the way things are looking right now. I mean, you got free, and you also got free agents like Marvin Bagley and Pascal Siakam. Do I think they're going to go though? No. If you now Siakam has already won the championship, cruise for him. Marvin Bagley, not elite like what we expected him to be, but no, who knows? They. they I just don't see any big-time players going to Portland. I mean, heck, if you were going to dish out CJ McCollum, you, you could have tried to get Ben Simmons. But this doesn't do anything for you right now unless you go and sign the big free agent, which I didn't know what they can do. So as of right now, the Pelicans are the winners of this trade, and we're just going to have to see what 
is an immediate feature for the Portland Trailblazers. Now, the Cleveland Cavaliers have also been making some news. You know, they're fifth in the Eastern Conference. They are really, really good. Darius Garland is the first time also this year. And the Cleveland Cavaliers are looking to make some noise in the Eastern Conference. And they definitely made some noise on February 6th, 4.37 p.m. Eastern Time. The Cleveland Cavaliers traded Ricky Rubio. In the lottery, protected 2022 first-round pick and the 2022 second-round pick via Houston and the 2027 second-round pick via Utah for Karis LeVert and the 2022 second-round pick via Miami. Looks like the Cleveland Cavaliers are going all in. You know, they've got, they've got, Darius Garland. Now they got Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, who's having an incredible season, Evan Mobley, who is in contention for Rookie of the Year, and you got a veteran presentship in Kevin Love. Cleveland at the moment, and you got Colin Sexton whenever he's healthy. Cleveland at the moment. They're looking like a team that could be that could get out of the first round. They just look really good. This is the best we've seen the Cavaliers since LeBron James is probably for LA. And that, and we are and then finally, and you might be asking yourselves, who are the winners of this trade? <laughs> well, I'm about to tell you right now with the with um a trade that went down just a couple of hours ago. To me, one of the most shocking, probably one of the most shocking trades we're going to see by this deadline. The Indiana Pacers, you you said how they traded away Kels LeVert. Well, why would they do that? He was why. The Indiana Pacers are trading the Montessor bonus Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday, and a 2027 second round pick to the Sacramento Kings for, you ready for this? You guys have probably already seen it, but Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. I was a complete shock. When I first heard about this trade, I think the Sacramento Kings are acting like fools right now. I don't think anyone has a in, in Sacramento Kings organization has a clue of what they're doing right now. Now, don't get me wrong, Demontis Sabonis, Demontis Sabonis is a very, very good player. He was an all. He's been an all star. He knows what it takes to compete in this league. He is a very good player. Demontis Sabonis is. However. You get Jeremy Lamb, who's coming off a torn a, who's coming off a torn ACL, torn Achilles, whatever. And you get Justin Holiday, who's not the brightest. Good, but he's not the brightest. But in but you give up your future and Tyrese Halliburton, who was really really good, might I add. 
Now look at the Eagle candidate last year. Uh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton was a potential to be the future for the Sacramento Kings. I mean, he was good. Kings just dished him out. And they also acquired Buddy Hewitt. And Buddy Hewitt, we, we all know him as to be a very good three-point shooter. Why would the Sacramento Kings do this? I mean... They gave up a lot. I mean, if you were to talk, if you were to say that, um, if the Sacramento Kings, no, if they didn't have to give up Tyrese Halliburton, and then this could be a different story. I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe the maybe the maybe the Kings won this trade with acquiring Sabonis, but they had to give up Tyrese Halliburton. This uh, Sabonis, you know, look. Sabonis is a two-time All-Star. He's averaging eight, almost 19 points a game and 12 rebounds this season. So, again, Sabonis is no scrub. He's no scrub. But the Kings are giving up two really good scores in Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Hill for one and two average players. So basically, I can't name any other players on the Sacramento Kings at the moment other than DeMontis Sabonis that are relevant, DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. I think this was a bad trade for... uh, This is a win for the Pacers. I mean, you got Tyrese Halliburton, who was already good, and now he's going to go on to play for Rick Carlisle. And we know how Rick Carlisle is as a coach. This is good for the Pacers, and they also get another three-point. They get a really excellent three-point shoot on Buddy Hield. However, I think the Kings gave up way too much. Just does not put them to contend at all right now, or I don't see this. They didn't get a first round pick either. So, they're going to be bad for the next. They're going to be bad for a while. This doesn't help them with their future, or this doesn't help them now. The Kings are not going to make the playoffs in the future. Who knows? Because they gave most of that away. So, overall, I don't like this trade for the Sacramento Kings, but this is a great trade for the Indiana Pacers. And then finally. Um, this isn't a trade rumor speculating what what could happen. Ben Simmons, you guys know the story. James Harden reports have gone out that he's unhappy in Brooklyn. He's frustrated with Kyrie's vaccination status. The Brooklyn Nets have lost eight straight, not winning any games. James Harden is expected to miss his third straight game. They call it hamstring tightness, but is it really? We've had the reports over the past couple um months, um the past couple weeks, of how James Harden could be dealt to Philly for Ben Simmons. The Brooklyn Nets are willing reports are willing to ship out James Harden if Seth Curry is included in that deal. Look, he was, he, you want you want to know my take on it? I don't think that Ben Simmons is going to get traded. I don't think James Harden will get traded. 
I mean, he's a free agent. James Harden is a free agent this upcoming season. And the Nets already have said they're not trading. They're not trading uh, James Harden. As simple as that. Harden did make reports and comments saying that he the reports are true and that he is very frustrated. However, we see these big trades like these, these pop, these big trade ideas pop up, and they never fought through with like, like the rumors beforehand. And like who knows, James Harden could get shipped out to a team that none of us expected. None of us. Ben Simmons, you know, that could be the same thing. Ben Simmons will be on still on the 76 this upcoming season, and James Harden will still play for the Brooklyn Nets. Those are my predictions. Um, I mean, again, they may trade the lines this Thursday, and you're going to have to stay tuned to find out what happens. I'll do a recap of the NBA trade deadline next week on Jacoba Talk. But it is Super Bowl week. Oh, actually, I said we were going to gonna get into the head coaching uh, vacancies. So a lot of the head coaches have been filled. John's hired Bill DeBall. Jaguars hired Doug Peterson. Saints hired Dennis Allen. The Texans hired Lovey Smith. The Dolphins hired Mike McDaniels. The Chicago Bears hired the defensive coordinator for the Colts. Mike, I'm not even going to say his last name. You can look it up. The Minnesota Vikings have hired Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, and there was, a, there, there was some other, oh, the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator from the Green Bay Packers. And I might, might be forgetting one. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think right now. So is there any potential ones that I may have forgotten? I don't. I'm doing a recap real quick. I don't think so. I don't think so. But overall, who do I think was the best one? Simply put, the Jacksonville Jaguars got Doug Peterson, a formal super... If you're talking about a head coach, who got the best head coach? It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, they snagged Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson has won the Super Bowl in this league before. So we can't... Oh, you can, we can't argue with that. I think the Jaguars won the head coaching such by getting themselves a former Super Bowl head coach in Doug Peterson. And then finally, Super Bowl predictions. We're going to get into it w- real quick. Who do I think is going to win? I think it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. That's right, the Cincinnati Bengals. I believe they're going to take the Super Bowl this year. I believe Joe Bowl will also win Super Bowl MVP. Look, the Bengals are on the wall right now. They have beaten Tennessee and Kansas City 
Joe Burrow looks really good right now. Jamar Chase is, is the best we've ever seen them. Not to discredit the Rams. You know, the Rams have got, I feel like they've got the more talent. But if we're talking about momentum, I think the Cincinnati Bengals have that right now. I believe in Joe Burrow. I believe Joe Burrow will get the job done this Sunday in the Super Bowl. Well, ladies and gentlemen, those are my Super Bowl picks. Uh, I believe the Cincinnati Bengals will come out with the victory this Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, if you stayed throughout the whole entire episode, thank you so much. And we will be back next week with a brand new episode of Jacoba Talk. Take care.